If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. Critically analyzing global affairs, this is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's World War Three Wednesday here on TNT on the Hervoy Moritz uh, Show. A lot is going on. we got great guests today, first hour First time guests, uh, I, hope, I hope I'm getting her name right, uh, Beaudre Frazier and Sean Alman of the iHealCollective.com. Uh, They'll be speaking at the Greater Reset uh, down here in Mexico in uh, Morelia in a couple weeks. I will be in attendance uh, as well. Uh, you can watch uh, online for free uh, also live or the replay. And lecturer Stuart J. Hooper We'll be returning second hour to talk geopolitics. So we got health, uh, globalism, geopolitics, the usual, uh, and a lot is going on. I, I tend not to spend so much time on these stories anymore because, you know, what do they say? Uh, the, the survival of the fittest, right? I, I just can't anymore, but it's being reported. Tragedy as British Airways steward dies in front of devastated passengers on plane waiting to take off. A uh, crew member collapsed and died while on duty, 52 years old, uh, tragically collapsed. So people just collapsing, no reasons for death. You know, 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds. I've never seen this in my lifetime. We pretty much know what it is. No one wants to talk about it. So uh, it's just sad to just be reading these stories every day. And then sad when you try to talk about it, people double down on their Stockholm syndrome and call you crazy, you anti-vaxxer, you this, you that. You know what? You guys do you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do do, do me uh, and take care uh, of mine. A lot of geopolitical news. Uh, 103 killed uh, in Iran in this terrorist attack uh, that took place during an event. And you know it's it's really suspicious where. Uh, the Biden administration has come out. The State Department spokesman said the U.S. had uh, no reason to believe Israel was involved. The U.S. was not involved in any way. Any suggestion to the contrary is ridiculous. Um, everyone's looking at you, Israel, Tel Aviv and Washington, uh, Brussels and, and London. You know, who else is it going to be? Uh, really, the fact that you have to say that is suspicious. So... They're trying to get this party started. Like I've been saying, you know, we've been quoting Lindsey Graham, who says bomb Iran. John Bolton just come out, came out with an op-ed, said let's bomb Iran. Uh, I just published uh, last night my interview with Vietnam vet Bob Moriarty of 321gold.com, who says we're going to war. Colonel Doug McGregor says we're going to war. Uh, Scott Ritter says we're sleepwalking into World War Three, And um, the Pentagon's trying to get uh, the, the party started with this uh, drone terrorist attack out in Iran and uh, also today being published at the cradle Israel's Gaza withdrawal a prelude to full-out war don't be lulled by the Israeli troop withdrawal from northern Gaza Tel Aviv has no intention of ending this war and is escalating on all its other fronts including with Lebanon uh, I did find this quote by Khamenei of Iran interesting and uh, objectively I think he's correct I, I don't agree with the uh Tehrani system but 
Um, he says, quote, soft power is more effective than hard power. That's why the U.S. spends so much on Hollywood, despite all their military and nuclear weapons. U.S. spent billions in Afghanistan and Iraq only to flee after 20 years due to people's hatred. This is due to the short term influence of hard power and sort of piggybacking on that story. Interesting report out of Serbia. Serbian state company Telecom Serbia secretly sells its assets to media giant United Media. This is now frightening the Serbian public because the fact is that United Media conglomerate was created by CIA specialists with financial injections from British investors. In just 10 years, they acquired the main regional media and bought up the majority of providers in the Balkans. This is why I can't even consume Croatian news anymore because all of the Croatian news has been taken over by them and it literally just parrots CNN, BBC. All mainstream Croatian news is the same. Um, they're buying up foreign mainstream outlets, uh, and it says now uh, Telecom Serbia has secretly transferred its assets to this CIA, British media globalist giant. Uh, and this includes the telecommunications towers and infrastructure, power plants, solar panels, almost 2,000 such towers, uh, of which almost 1,000 are in Serbia. And it says, here's the key point, the Serbian leadership has lost power over its information space uh, and so that speaks to what Khamenei is saying that soft power is more effective than hard power that's why the CIA and the globalists are buying up Serbian telecommunications uh, and the DHS is going further insane the Department of uh, Homeland Security the American Stasi uh, Nazi um, organization has been funding programs at universities to label the manosphere movement a terror threat so now they are determining what cultural values are correct or not correct. Like Homeland Security is supposed to deal with just like physical security, right? Not, not Now they want to be God. They want to say, they want to um, tell you what, what morals are, are correct and which ones are not. And, and if you don't subscribe to their version of reality or morality, you're, you're a terrorist now. If you want to be a manly man, like like I do, <laughs> uh, I guess I'm a terrorist. If, if, if I don't want to be an effeminate man, I'm a terrorist. Uh, the, so the DHS continues to team up funding uh, by means of funding with universities around the U.S. Uh, in the bid to stomp out the manosphere. In keeping with the formal purpose and tasks of the DHS, the idea is to treat the manosphere positioned as an anti-feminist effort as a terrorist threat. Just every day, I'm just, it's just facepalm. I mean, this is clown. We're so far beyond clown world. It's, it's, it's clown universe. I, I, I just, I got nothing. I don't know what else to say anymore to this. It's, just, it's a crazy twilight zone. Uh, all right. Uh, a reminder that if you ever miss your favorite TNT show or interview, you can uh, always watch back now or listen back at uh, TNT radio dot live we're also on all the major podcast platforms apple google spotify amazon podbean uh you can watch the videos uh, on our podbean as well there's no reason to miss anything on tnt clashing on the controversies it's a woke society and i am fed up with it today's news talk radio tnt reportedly a widow has been given permission by the western australian supreme court to have her husband's sperm posthumously extracted in a desperate final attempt to have a child here with the story joining me now is tng news producer 
Adam Clark, aka Ruckus. Thanks, Rory. Uh, this concept of posthumous fertilization is completely new on me, as is the fact that apparently it's a no-no in Australia. This is wild to me. It really kind of sounds like a tabloidy kind of story, but I think it's very interesting, actually. Um, this is uh, a woman in Australia. She's actually in her 60s. She's won the right. She had a legal battle to do this, and she's she won, so that's good, I guess. The, the right to harvest her dead husband's sperm. This is after being able to convince a judge that they were actually considering having a baby before he died. Very interesting, of course, because she is 62 years old, but let's not, you know, be an ageist, Adam, shame on you. Uh, they won't name her for legal reasons, of course, but she plans to use the sperm to impregnate a donated egg and have a child carried to term by a surrogate. Ah, good choice. Okay. So a court in Perth, Western Australia, heard the couple started considering having another child after their 30-year-old son was sadly killed in a car accident in 2019. Six years earlier, their 29-year-old daughter sadly had drowned during a fishing trip. The pair, who had been married for 39 years, started investigating whether or not the 61-year-old husband's sperm could be used to impregnate a surrogate. After the husband died, sadly, at home on December 17th of last year, his wife asked the hospital morgue to collect and store his sperm. However, the hospital delayed its decision, which prompted her to seek an urgent order from the state's Supreme Court a day later in a bid to force medics into action. Apparently, hospitals in Western Australia can remove tissue from the bodies of the dead, but the posthumous use of reproductive cells is illegal. Researchers say reproductive tissue should ideally be collected between one and two days after death. I had no idea. In a ruling made on December 21st, but only now re released to the public, because why not? It's 2024. Judge Fiona Seward ordered doctors to harvest the sperm from the man. Can you imagine being the doctor getting that call? Uh, she said there was no reason to believe the deceased husband would have objected to its removal before after his death. Uh, but she added that separate court orders would be required to authorize the sperm being used to fertilize an egg, which means that if they don't approve that, she could just be left with her dead husband's sperm. Strange. Posthumous fertilization is currently banned in Western Australia, meaning the woman must apply to have the spermatosa tissue transferred to another jurisdiction that allows the procedure if she wishes to use it. And let's not even get into what the laws are about, you know, crossing state lines with dead people's sperm. Uh, the couple had previously sought advice from fertility experts who said the husband's sperm could be used in IVF, intravenous fertility, I forget that word, uh, but warned his wife was too old to carry a baby to term. And the woman thusly told the court that a cousin in her 20s who lived in the Philippines had volunteered to be a surrogate for the pair. However, that plan was scuppered when the couple found they would have to live in the Southeast Asian country in order to have the baby. Um, apparently, uh, parts, let's see where they can do this. Queensland, Victoria, and New South Wales all do allow posthumous fertilization, but with varying limitations and conditions. Uh, and apparently, it's also legal in Britain if the deceased individual gave consent to their sperm being used before they died. So don't forget to add that one to your will, gentlemen. What do you think about this weird story, Herboy? 
I kind of don't know uh, what to think. First off, I was just, you know, technically wondering how te technically it was possible to collect the dead husband's sperm. And it said testing of the man's sperm found it remained viable. Uh, and it, it says that it, she asked the hospital morgue to collect and store his sperm. So I'm just, I got a lot of questions in, in, in that regard. Um, you know, it's tough for me to formulate an opinion kind of, but you know, at that age, I, if I'm, I was, I'm putting myself in, in the, you know, her shoes, their shoes. I, I personally would have just make peace with the situation. Uh, and I personally don't like this idea of uh, us using all this tech and technology surrogates and all that. I've always felt this way, you know, whatever I do in life, I kind of prefer doing things authentically, organically, uh, or not at all. That's just been my um, view. You know, if I couldn't have um, kids uh, organically, I would adopt or, you know, I, I wouldn't try using tech. But this is just my personal view. Uh, and so, and I was thinking this is the first time humanity is kind of dealing with this sort of thing in, in all of history because we didn't have this tech uh, up until now. You know, the whole re refrigeration, uh, you know, in, in most of human history, you know, b before a century ago. And so, um, and this brings up a lot of questions as well that we, we talk about, you know, on TNT, transhumanism, posthumanism, eugenics, and it's kind of getting freaky. It reminds me of my talk with Mary Harrington, who talks about, she's got a great book, uh, Cyborg Theocracy, Meet Lego, uh, Gnosticism, Bio-Libertarianism. Uh, I, I think there are just sort of, um, I don't like crossing these uh, Rubicons. So j just because, you know, the, the tech can allow us to do some stuff, I... I don't think uh, we should. So I'm not really down with this idea myself, but uh, your thoughts, Ruckus? Well, I don't want to point out the obvious scientific human aspect, the biology part. Uh, apparently, sperm is still viable for a certain amount of time after uh, a male human being has passed on, apparently. That's what I'm taking away from this story. So if that's the case, that's something that's baked into the design from our creator. So... Technology might be assisting in this case, but the the if the option wasn't there, I mean, who can we? There's no one to blame. This is this is just an unknown phenomenon. I'm going to scratch this one up to. I had no idea. I learned something today, Herbori. Uh, it's very fascinating, and I think I'm actually going to do some more research into this and see when if there's been instances. This would be great follow up. I mean, this is interesting stuff. I think. That just brought another question uh, to mind. You know, what happens with bad actors? Uh, what can they do? You know, what if I pass and someone takes, you know, my uh, sperm and then after the fact, uh, I've got a kid that, in, in, I, you know, in some ways, <laughs> you know, unintended consequences, right? Uh, crazy, crazy times, um, Arrakis. All right, we'll cut, catch up with you uh, in a bit. We've we, we've got uh, Beaudre, Frazier, Sean Allman of iHealCollective.com coming up they're speaking at uh, the greater reset.org down here in mexico i'll be there um you should come on down uh as well if, if you can make it uh your questions are we, we welcome your questions you can call in or leave uh, them in the chat or through email we'll be right back 
You should hear what Charlie Robinson is talking about. I think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the COVID debacle, you go, well, that seems bad for the, you know, when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper, but it could be worse, right? It could be the last can of food. So people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situations and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start, right? Where would you suggest we even begin with this process? Yeah, it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open. I, I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities. But for most people, I would say, Charlie, it feels normal, but it ain't normal. <laughs> the world yeah. is not normal. It's completely gone off kilter. Sure. Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Take us back in time, and who was Mike Flynn? He was the National Security Advisor to the President. Why is it that they go after me so hard? Why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming President of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's going to protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. At this moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism or you're talking about communism, socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat. People will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com. Well, I want to say this, and I'm going to say it just once. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, joining us on the Rebel Transmission, we got two rebels uh, today, Baudrey Frazier, creator of iHeal Collective, where she brings together diverse practitioners from all walks of life to provide patients a variety of healing modalities that are interconnected in aiding one's holistic healing journey, addressing the four parts of the body, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. She's pioneered mixed modality therapy that has people flying from all over the world 
time and time again to experience what her and her team have te have to teach that is unlike any health journey they've ever had. You can go to iHealCollective.com uh, and also Sean Allman, co-creator of iHeal Collective, creative director, podcast host, uh, who's got a background in documentary production. Uh, welcome to the both of you to, to TNT. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for uh, coming on. And uh, I guess you'll be speaking at uh, the Greater Reset, uh, which is uh, in a couple of weeks uh, time. And I, I understand it's your first time uh, speaking there. That'll be my second time uh, attending. And so I'll, I'll be seeing you there in, in, in person. But if you want to tell us a bit about, uh, you know, your thoughts on uh, Derek's Greater Reset uh, project uh, and, and so forth. Absolutely. Yeah, it will be my first time. I'm actually the first speaker, so no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I really loved The Greater Reset last year. Um, I think that a lot of the things coming out right now are focusing so much about the problems that are happening and not so much the solutions. What I really liked about what Derek and Miriam did is they bring they brought a lot of people from you know all walks of life, from education, from health, from technology, actually finding solutions to the issues and learning how to live in community-based and really putting their money where their mouth is that way as well. Um, I, th I think it was my favorite convention I went to last year. Absolutely. The grassroots movement and the people really just inspiring. I loved it because um, it was, again, like what she just said, Bo, uh, all about solutions. So it's, it's not necessarily a, a disclosure event where everyone talks conspiracy theories. It's like we are living in, in the beginnings of a, a new paradigm where we really do understand the truth about the world and how things are working. And we want to uh, live, thrive in a, in, a, in a system that is more humanistic and allows us to do basically the, you know, what, what has been established as human rights. Um, and we want to keep those. Right. And so I really enjoyed it for all the, again, the solutions based stuff. It's like, here's what we're going to do. We don't need to talk about the problems as much. We all know what they are. Let's go into, you know, how we can um, decentralize food production and how we can take control of our health without being so reliant on the uh, archaic systems, which have, you know, I, I hate to say it because I was a big fan of socialized healthcare growing up in Canada. That's where I'm from. Um, you know, you broke your arm or something, you could go get it fixed. But unfortunately, it seems that interests have moved into a once great system and it's just not so great anymore. And, and we got to come to that um, factual reality and, and work around it. And so that's what we are, uh, you know, answering the call to do. Yeah, especially, in, well, obviously in the health department, you know, um, as a natural practitioner, alternative practitioners in Canada, you know, they're out, they're out to get us. They are, they're shutting us down. They're shutting therapies, they're life-saving down. Um, so it was a big decision, but when they uh, enforced the mandate, um, we picked up both of our businesses and we're like, well, let's try this out. And uh, we were able to form a community down here. And luckily, we already had the Freedom Cell Network that was down here as well. That was huge for us. Um, so that's kind of how we got introduced to Derek and Miriam uh, and the Greater Reset. And I was so grateful just to have that many conscious awake people around us because it wasn't like that in Canada. And, you know, I, I couldn't do the kind of work I was in do doing here as in Canada because they won't let you. They won't let you. The guys in black suits will show up and they will take your equipment away. So I'm able to work down here developing different protocols, um, experimental procedures even that have, uh, that have been amazing. <laughs> well, the, the fun thing with alternative medicine is there's hardly, if any, side effects. So a lot of these things are just healthy on their own and then they're discovering and they're not illegal. They're things you find in the grocery store and you wouldn't even know have properties. Okay. Maybe not every grocery store, but special ones. Um, and using these... Uh, these these new things 
um, which actually aren't new. I mean, a lot of this goes back thousands of years. There's so much. I mean, there's just so much uh, to this world. When you say traditional medicine, I, I like that better than alternative therapies and bridging traditional medicine with um, new technologies is kind of where we're at now. So what we're wanting to do, and I'm going to talk about the greater reset, is building a new paradigm that actually bridges allopathic medicine to traditional medicine. Um, because there is a time for in place for Western medicine, but, you know, surgeries, um, emergency, uh, care. Yeah, emergency care, painkillers, these are not where we should start. This is what yeah. comes in after. Right. And this is our knee jerk reaction is generally we go to the doctor and I don't blame all doctors. They went to big pharma school, to be honest. It's all they know. But if we can, the amazing thing about being in Mexico is the doctors here bring me in for consultations. So they're already kind of already starting to do this. Yeah. Very it's open-minded. amazing. I did one last week with Dr. Elizabeth. She's a dentist here. And she's like, I don't want to do antibiotics anymore. Can you teach me how to do ozone injections? And I'm like, absolutely, I can. So I'm going to teach her and her whole staff how to do that and assist her with getting the machine the machinery she needs. So Mexico is really, really exciting and amazing for this. And I really hope that we can kind of open it up in Mexico and bring that to the rest of the world, that it can actually be a shift into that as well. I've got so many questions. You guys are so fascinating. I'm forgetting them all. But I, this morning I went to a, a bio dentist. So I like, like you, you know, um, there's so much to talk about when it comes to to health and just going back yeah. to the conference. Because, uh, you know, I've, I'm a citizen of three countries. I've lived in six countries. I'm tired of traveling, uh, but I enjoy going uh to conferences i very much enjoyed the greater reset last year and i'm lucky because it's only four hours by by car for me and so uh, i i it's it's a lot of fun and, and i know there's anarchopolco in february which seems to be the yes. more higher end sort of uh deal uh and i think i'll probably be attending that as well for the first time uh but again the greater reset dot uh o-r-g we're gonna jump real quick to our headlines we'll be right back this is today's news talk radio tnt here is the news for TNT, this is James O'Neill. During a memorial event for former Iranian General Qassam Soleimani on Wednesday, over 100 people lost their lives in what is being described as a terrorist attack. Saleh al-Aruri, the deputy chief of Hamas, was reportedly killed in a drone strike in Beirut's southern Dahia district, a known Hezbollah stronghold. This development indicates that the conflict between Hamas and Israel might be escalating to involve more areas in the region. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We are talking to Baudre and Sean from iHealCollective.com. And, and before getting further into the health, uh, which I'm also very uh, interested uh, in, you know, in my, my own life, but uh, as a topic before getting to that, just real quick, and, and I, I get your point, And I agree that we need to focus a lot on solutions. And a lot of us kind of understand what's going on. But I do like to ask, you know, maybe you can just answer briefly, each of my guests, which come who come from all parts of the world, uh, I, I view it as they've each got a certain nuance, or a piece of the, the puzzle, you know, some interesting new input, that I, I haven't heard before when it comes to describing the, the problems, right? The new world order, uh, the great reset. And, and you know, if uh, I, either of you, just any thoughts, how would you sort of summarize um, the problem facing at, facing us? My, you know, my, my, my two are basically, it's I did this whole, this project for world government, right? Globalism, it's like, it's yeah. all true, right? They talk about it, they want to take mm -hmm. over the planet and then install this digital control grid and then have their way with us. Uh, and so, any thoughts there? Yeah, well, when it comes to this, you know, and, and they're really driving us with fear. 
Um, and it's such a powerful motivator and, and you know what, it's okay to be afraid, you know, our dilemma stands before us. It's, it's big, but this, you know, we really have to just come together and start to lean on each other and share and shoulder the burden, you know, of turning the impossible into somehow. And I think that starts on the community-based level. Um, and for us, it was really hard for Sean, I think more than me. Uh, he was working in Hollywood at the time and he kind of lost everything to walk well, away from Hollywood that. North, Hollywood, North, Canada. Toronto. Um, and you know, I went back to Canada this year and I was watching, you know, just the desperation, the anxiety. Um, it was palpable. Uh, the energy was completely different from when I left, which was already not great. Um, and it, it really, it hurt. It hurt to see everyone suffering like that. You know, I have people that are in my own age group that work two full-time jobs that can't put food on the table and pay their rent. Like, you know, single mothers are on the street living in their cars. Like, this is a first world country. This is insane. Um, and yeah, it, it was pretty shattering for me, actually. Um, I had was a bit traumatized coming back and I had to take some time to myself. So just seeing that, you know, after being in my own little bubble in Mexico for so long and then going back to, you know, first world country that's supposed to have a better quality of life than we have down here. And that simply isn't true anymore. I think the um, gradually removing the 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 methods that the that the bad ones you call them the the globalists whatever you want to call them because i actually think it's a convoluted mess and they don't even have a uh, coherent leadership necessarily they're not all on the same page definitely not and there is some infighting going on the son of uh the world economic forum's founder i believe is going against them quite hard right now that's a big deal um that definitely shows cracks in the armor it's not as uh, ubiquitous as they would you know, like they, they use words, they're so clever with it to make it sound like they're these ancient institutions that have been existing forever and everyone's, they've always been there, but really it's, they're all brand new. They're very new in the past 50 years, all established around the same time in the fifties. It's very interesting. Now, when it comes to um, things that people can do in their own life, um, the main thing is knowledge, right? We, we live in the age of the internet. And the internet is not totally locked down and not totally under control. And you can use it as a way to find out things like, um, how do I, uh, you know, get better vitamins or how can I treat a cold without uh, taking antibiotics, which don't do anything for a cold anyway. Funny how they prescribe that. Um, and the answers are so simple and out there and easy and they're affordable. That's the thing, right? So simply choosing where you spend your money and how is a very powerful thing that you can do. Simply remove your business from the businesses that are obviously following these uh, these strange laws, um, which is that BlackRock fund. What is that? The ESP or something? ESG, right? E and then you have ESG, BlackRock, yes. Vanguard, State Street. Yeah, yeah, the equity, sociability, blah, blah, gobbledygook. The ESG score. Any company that's following along with ESG scores do not be a patron of those companies. They're not operating on a salient business strategy. They are being supported by private interests with billions and billions of dollars. It doesn't even, almost doesn't matter if you buy their product or not, as we're finding out. But uh, yeah, first of all, don't support those. Second of all, get, I, find the knowledge, man. I think I disagree with you slightly. I don't think the answers are always so easy to find anymore. I think they do a really good job of scrubbing actual health information from the internet. You know, when I'm kind of, I, I spend a lot of time doing true. research on things and it's something I'll know. I just want different wording or something and I'll go through and look and it, it's different than it was last year, five years ago. Like the information's not there anymore. And these amazing therapies that have been around, some of them for ancient therapies that have been around, 
Google it's 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 crazy. This is stuff I can't find anymore. It's a somewhat of a complex issue with um, ethics too, because one of the, like the vanguard of our our program is actually just basic bioethics that have existed for a hundred years. Like do no harm, you know the the simple um, normal ethics of healthcare, um, and really that I think is going to be a challenge curating your experts, and that's one thing I wanted to mention too is. You, you have to really choose your experts very wisely and curate them well. And it, and it does rely on, you know, yourself. I think your own moral compass is important to develop and really, you know, get to know yourself as, as the center of your universe rather than driving who you are from all these inputs that are going into your mind in the media and stuff, because a lot of it is very clearly nefarious and has agendas. So curate your experts. That's what I would like to say. And, and to get back um, to health, you know, a lot of people that I, folks that I interview included in their solutions is, you know, when it comes to the great reset to the greater reset, we got to be healthy uh, individually. So you got to be, you know, financially doing okay, right? Yes. So um, so you can decentralize, pull out of their system and, and be financially mm -hmm. independent, whatever that means for anyone, uh, and then physically fit spiritually mentally having a network and, and so forth and and just going back to health uh you know i've always been myself 20 years ago just something intuitive big on natural or, or alternative health or as you say traditional uh and i've i only saw mainstream medicine and mainstream hospitals and mainstream wellness paradigms as something to consult when nothing else works and you know i, I had a That's, recent issue yeah. here in, in in mexico something with the sinuses right i went to the doctor mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I had an earache infection. He gave me antibiotics uh, and, it, and it helped me in momentarily. Right. It's just a, yeah. it's a short term. It's a short term solution. But I think yes. what you guys talk, you know, you have to deal. Yeah, it's a band aid and you got to deal yeah. with the longer term stuff. And he wanted to do the sinoplasty. Right. Where he drills in my nose. And yeah, I'm like, love, I'm like just thinking. Tools. Yeah, I'm thinking like that doesn't make sense no i'm not gonna do that and then you know and i'm already better i don't need that and, and yeah, i can no. find ways to deal with it and uh, you know I, I i've got a bunch more questions when it comes to mexico as well i feel like the us and canada and places like western europe you know they're much stricter uh you know i i was in croatia last year my my uh where my forefathers come from and homeschooling is not legal there are few pediatricians because it's a small country mm -hmm. they all pretty much do the conventional um you know health uh wisdom and so it's it's hard to find alternatives in mexico it's like a free-for-all it's 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 wonderful yeah. but you, you, your further thoughts on just the health <laughs> paradigm i think in general you know there are a lot of things we can cure ourselves with using traditional non-invasive things and then just um they're just and most people don't don't get to the point where they need to uh, consult the con conventional uh, no, stuff, you no. know, unless, you know, obviously yeah. you break your leg or something. Well, I think bureaucracy is really, uh, <laughs> really a problem with uh, in a lot of these uh, these paradigms that already exist down here. I'm able to do experimental procedures. Obviously, we're going, you know, with based on our knowledge and our past experience, be able to put different modalities together to help. Um, and I think that that's we're dealing with our, our physical, our mental, spiritual, emotional, like you said. But more than that, what are we made out of? We are 86% hydrogen and oxygen, 12% carbon, 2% everything else, right? Put what you're made of back into your body. Start there. It's pretty Number simple. One, right? It's, it's, it's very basic. Like, and how do we do that? Well, hydrogen and oxygen, Brown's gas electrolyzers, right? It's giving us molecular hydrogen back into our body or oxygen ozone therapy, right? right? And where do Brown's gas machines come from? 
and have been popular for quite a long time. Yeah, Japan and Japan. the Japanese live so long because they have a higher concentration of molecular hydrogen. Their diet also plays a role in this, but that's also actually why. Water, yeah. And they've known about Brown's gas for quite a long time. It's a newer therapy within the realm of health for, and they're trying to really keep a lid on it because if you're able to put mostly what you're made of back into your body, your it'll turn your regeneration system back on, your immune system back on, and get your organs firing up. Um, and that's really when we think about aging that's what happens. So dying of old age is actually dying pretty much of oxygen hydrogen deficiencies. So if we're able to keep our telomeres uh, lengthened and then put our regeneration systems, our immune systems and our organs, get them running fine, then we're going to live probably 30 to 35% longer studies suggest. So working within that kind of paradigm is what I'm kind of trying to take because it's simple to understand. And I think with the excessive jargon and all these things that allopathic medicine does, people get overwhelmed. So let's break it down to a few simple things that when someone's like, okay, I'm sick. Now, part of the, what we want to do is we want to bring education, and I do this in clinic every time. I educate my patients at the same time as I am healing them so they can understand how they can fix their own bodies, how they can maintain the work that I've done, and how they can make conscious decisions when they can't get a hold of me when it's you know, based on their health. Because we have been programmed in fear to knee-jerk reactions. I have to go to the hospital. I have to go to the doctor. Slow, slow it down. Slow it down, right? If you have enough of an information, and I'm not with, I'm not, that's a thing about Western medicine. They hold all this information really tight so that like, no one can understand it. Some of it's complicated. I will give them that. But a lot of this stuff is just common sense and basic. If you understand the fundamentals of what's going on with your body, you're also vibrations, your electricity, right? Your energy. So how do we keep our energy systems functioning? So it's just breaking these few things down, basically, so people can understand them and then they can understand what's going on in their body. So if you're like, okay, I have a problem with my sinuses, this, you know, this, I can't breathe. I'm having mucus. How do I obviously have a virus or something going on? What kills that? Ozone. So if you were in my clinic, I would put ear insufflation, ozone for you for 10 minutes. I would have put you on Brown's gas after. I would have given you some DMSO eardrops and send you home. In two days, you've been completely fine, if not before that. And what are the side effects for that? Zero. The only side effect oh. is the healing crisis. Now, the healing mm. crisis is very interesting. So, And because people don't understand that, they tend to stop their treatments or the protocols too soon. When you were filled with toxins in your body and you were you know, using ozone, Brown's gas, DMSO therapy, and you were trying to rid yourself of toxins, well, they have to come out. <laughs> So oftentimes we will feel sicker before we actually get better. And, you know, it's interesting. And there's a few things and I'll talk a bit more about this in the greater reset of ways that you can understand what a healing crisis is. You don't really have that sense of dread that you do when you're really sick. And you're like, oh, am I just getting worse? You're like you might feel a little bit worse, but you're you know, not existentially in the same space. Um, but in, and the side effects can be almost anything. Right. It really depends on the toxicity of you. But if you understand you're going through a healing crisis, not to stop and to keep going. Boom. The results that you can get detoxifying your body are borderline magic I, I i've experienced that recently you know i i haven't exercised for a while and when i went for a run and started to sweat uh the mm -hmm. next day uh, that day i felt really bad because the the toxins were were going out through the sweat but e even i think the biggest problem for our society today is breaking through mentally because we're told you have mm -hmm. to go to the hospital you know i got two kids and for our first one we went to a hospital here in mexico uh and it was the, the kid was born in water right they gave us relative freedom um mm -hmm. but the second one it was during COVID 1984 as i call it and <laughs> you know to enter the hospital i think my wife and or myself i can't recall we we would have to do a pcr test to, to, to go to the hospital to give birth and i'm like we, we've never done it i mean we've been invited to weddings in mexico here where we you know we, you were supposed to take a pcr test i i frankly told my wife tell your friend we're not going to the wedding and we didn't because I'm not taking a PCR test to go to anyone's wedding or anything. And I said, line. okay, we're not. We're, yeah. And then and, and we, so we didn't go to the 
uh we just did a home birth in the in my room next door and it was amazing it was wonderful but and in, in my grandparents uh village in croatia every time we pass by my, my parents would be like oh look that barn right there that's where your grandmother um was born and i'm like you know our forefathers were born in, in barns and in their homes and then now it's <laughs> yeah. like you have to go to the hospital yeah, yeah. it's a it's crazy ridiculous. operation with tubes and they turned it into an industry the same as they have with death right mm -hmm. death is an industry as well like we used to you know someone used to pass away we used to sit with the body we would understand i i think that it took away a lot of the fear uh, that we have now uh, the dread that we have now when you're able to actually say goodbye in, in that kind of sense it's like no call the mortician you put up makeup you know it's it's a whole industry it's a massive industry and same as birth same as medicine and it's it's wealth care instead of health care and that's what it comes down to and we're not they're not looking you know someone gets diagnosed with cancer it's like okay how do we remove the tumor why did the cancer happen were they exposed to EMF, right? There, there's a myriad of reasons. Cancer is a very emotional disease. So part of what we do at our clinic is, yeah, we're going to figure out how to get rid of this, but we're going to figure out why it happened so that it doesn't happen again, right? And a lot of those are unresolved traumas within our body. So what do we do to get traumas out? We are we are trained as a society to repress things. Don't cry. Be a man. Keep it, you, you know, you're acting crazy. You're a woman. It's like, no, we need to find constructive ways to sit with our emotions and then rid ourselves of repressed emotions so they don't make us sick because they will and they, they have they have been doing it the amount of stress that we're under it, it's insane so it's like we need to completely shift the way that we look at our health and we need to look on all on the four parts of the body and all those levels and if we don't have it like that you can take care of the physical body as much as you want but if you're a mess emotionally spiritually and mentally you're still going to get sick and, and you mentioned the, how it's all um an industry and even death uh, i think it was a year ago i was at a a, a mall here in Mexico and the guy was pushing uh the you know funeral home like I, you know I'm, I'm relatively young and he's like he they want you to sign up and then they rip you off you know here in yeah. Mexico it just it's it costs so much to die uh, all the, this, you know and and I, I told him like frankly I, I just laughed I said look I'm Croatian I want to be sent back to Croatia I don't need this you know that was yeah, my sort of I'm, I'm dead. I don't care <laughs> I don't <laughs> care you put throw me in a little a wooden box or whatever I'm not gonna pay tens of thousands of pesos no. to, to to play this this game um it's time for our break again the website is iheelcollective.com uh, there's a podcast as well I just subscribed to your uh rumble and so i encourage and your telegram so i encourage i encourage people to to follow your stuff and and again check out the greaterreset.org we'll be right back while serving in vietnam a grenade took my ability to see today i'm a sculptor creating new visions now my fingers are my eyes as a veteran i know the challenges of life can be great in my art turning a lump of clay into something beautiful that means a lot to me. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. It's been said that when someone you love has Parkinson's, you have Parkinson's. The truth is, Parkinson's disease doesn't just affect the diagnosed. It affects everyone who supports and helps care for them. 
Worldwide, over 10 million people are living with Parkinson's, a neurological disease that affects movement. And with so many places to search for information, it can be difficult to know where to begin. The Parkinson's Foundation has answers. Answers for everyone in the fight. We can help you understand the disease, help you find expert care, give you tips for living a better life, share the latest research, help you find local support, and there's a free helpline you can call. Find your answers and join us in the fight against Parkinson's. To learn more, please go to parkinson.org or call 1-800-4PD-INFO. The Parkinson's Foundation. Better lives together. You're with Hervoy Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Our final segment with Beaudre and Sean of I Heal Collective. Uh, dot com uh bojo will be speaking at the greater reset.org in a couple of weeks which will be uh happening uh during the real uh when the uh, davos meeting out there in my former home of mm-hmm. switzerland uh masters of the universe will be getting together cobra commander klaus and uh we'll we'll be down here in mexico i will be physically at the greater reset event that's uh, so why I, I encourage people to come on down hang out with me you can even jump in on a tnt broadcast live while i'm uh there in morelia uh and if you can't make it uh, you can watch online live or or check out the replays uh afterward just a wealth of information at uh the greater reset events uh, as always and I, I did want to get your thoughts on COVID-1984, COVID-911, whatever one wants to call it, uh, and the the jabs, um, the Pentagon juice, as I like to call, uh, call it, the, yeah. the DARPA gene therapy. Uh, you know, just before you joined us, I read on the news, a British uh, Airways, was it, Stuart, 52 years old, just drops dead. Uh, people are just dropping dead all over the place. Um, uh, how bad do you think... Um, you know, the, the jabs are and, and thoughts on... You know, I actually had one of my listeners consult with me on my podcast who who they took the jab and they were slightly worried. Uh, but in, in terms of detox, what are the things people can do if they've taken it? Or do you also worry about shedding? Like, do you, yeah. Um, yeah, the shedding is definitely an issue. And we do. Uh, we actually have live blood here and we were very fortunate with an eye heal collective to have Dr. Ross Anderson. Live blood analysis. Live blood analysis. Yeah. So Dr. We also Ross- have live blood. So Dr. Ross Anderson, he's probably one of the world's leading ND on live blood analysis. He's been doing over for over 7,000 live blood exams in his career. Um, and he has uh, started seeing things from the last three years, shocking, that he's never seen in the blood before. Um, we're calling them COVID clots, COVID crystals, and hydrogels. Uh, and we are very concerned because at first it was just the blood of the vaccinated. Now it is the blood of almost everybody. Um, there are different things you can do to protect yourself. Obviously, keeping your immune system strong is the first and foremost thing you need to do. Your body is amazing. It wants to heal. Okay. Um, as we see with the flu or COVID, comorbidities are a factor. If you are already unhealthy, what is happening um, as far as clotting, it's going to be way, way worse. Um, I don't believe, you know, I just had a friend put in blood thinners in the hospital, um, which doesn't address the actual problem. Why are we clotting? Why are we doing this? So there's, we actually have a, a show called Jab Rehab, where there's so many things that you can do. Natokinase, um, uh, bromelain, um, curcumin, there's so many different protocols and I, I, I hesitate to go into too many because it really depends on where are you geographically? What can you get your hands on? What can you afford? And what we're trying to do at IHEAL Collective is, is, is give you all the information that you can to build protocols that you are attainable for yourself. So for me, I would use ozone therapy, obviously, to kill everything. I would use Brown's gas therapy. I would use ivermectin in combination with DMSO to pass the blood-brain barrier. There's a lot of things that you can do, but I also have a health clinic, right? 
And it matters. Have you had one? Have you had two? Have you had three? And there, there's basic things like we just we're just find out that nicotine actually <laughs> is helping you combat the spike protein. So chewing maybe Nicorette. Um, and I, I do worry, you know, I worked on some ladies recently. Uh, I didn't know I was just doing body work for a friend at a hotel that had all just been vaccinated a few days before. And I broke out in insane hives almost instantaneously. But because I own a health clinic, I was able to use and I had frankincense up there, Boswellia sacra frankincense. Um, I was able to use that immediately helped me out. So, you know, there are so much there is so much we can do. And I don't want to be one of these doomsdayers that's, you know, we're all we're all fucked now. I'm allowed to swear here because <laughs> um, we're not we're not. But we do need to be more cognizant about what's happening. And the worst thing is the children. Um, it was just it breaks my heart. The mitocarditis and the scarring of the heart that we were seeing from children is I, I, I can't even. Um, and I think the parents need to be realized if they have vaccinated their children. Um, awful. But. If your child's starting to display, you know, they're starting to feel, you know, lethargic, they're, you know, they don't care, they have no energy, um, they're starting to feel a little bit sick, they can't tell you that their heart has a scar on it. You know, we need to make sure that we are doing follow-up care, especially for the children, because they don't know how to express themselves. You know, they're just going to be tired, they're going to feel sick. But, you know, that child runs a race, then scarring of the heart, we can, you know, drop dead from myocarditis. it's happening all over the world. So I think we really just need to educate to empower people. And I don't want to be, you know, there's there's a lot of tension and a lot of anger between the sides of vaccinated and unvaccinated. And I think we need to get rid of that. Cats can be saying, we need to get rid of that. We really do. We're all in this together now. Oh my god. So that's hey, that's my that's my cat eyeballs. Yeah, <laughs> but I I, I, I I totally agree with what you say when it comes to the to the divisions, you know, left, right, or or uh uh <laughs> he, he broke out of the house. I yeah, but that. you know, the, the divisions um people have talked about this you know we should be kind to um one another always and and not get sometimes i feel though the people who are vaccinated and who bought into the whole thing yeah i feel what well, well, i just sense this vibe when i'm at a party here dinner party here in mexico or something and they when you reveal your perspective they you know there's you feel this tension yeah. where they're like yeah. in their heads I, I feel like i'm reading their minds where they're like oh you're one of those well, I'm no holds bars anti- now. I just uh, tell them. And I'm working health. So I'm like, you want to see what I see on the front lines? This is what's actually happening. And I can come with this because I see it. And they're like, whoa. Right. So I, I, I don't even care anymore. And actually, Mexicans are pretty awesome. If you break it down for a Mexican, what's happening? Like the government's trying to kill you. They're like, yeah, we know. Like, we know. <laughs> They've been trying to kill us for years. Um, and they may not know the methodology, but how they were doing it. So, you know, it was amazing to see when everyone was masked up here, you know, and me, as they call me, they call me Dr. Boohoo. <laughs> Some of my therapies are quite painful. Um, I come up and I, you know, I would say that mask is making you sicker. And I, and I explain it, you know, one or two sentences and they rip it off their face and I'd be like, oh, God. You know, and so it was really interesting to watch the Mexican people. And don't get me not, not all of them. Well, but it's they like were you, a go, lot you, more... you go up to your average waiter who's wearing one, right? And yeah. you say, you know, they speak English. A lot of them do. And you ask them or speak Spanish. But you ask them, uh, how long have you been wearing that exact mask? And they're like, since the beginning of the rule. And it's like, so you've been wearing the same mask for five months. Yep. And it's like, okay. So right now you're breathing bacteria into this piece of cloth that normally grows in your mouth. You always have a little bit of bacteria in your mouth, sometimes a lot if you're not healthy. But you always have a little bit, but you have what's called amylase and other enzymes that will take care of that bacteria and keep it in control if you're healthy. You don't have those enzymes on a piece of cloth in front of your face. 
So you're risking some severe pulmonary problems because you're not supposed to inhale bacteria in that kind of volume. So you explain that to people in Mexico. You explain that to people in Mexico. They're like, holy crap. I had no idea. Yeah. We have stopped so many people from going to get another boost or a jab. All I do is tell them the truth. And there's no, there's none of this, you know, what we get in other countries. You get the pushback in United States, Canada, Australia, but Mexico, when I tell them, they're like, don't get any more. They're like, okay, I won't. And like, can I I come see you to combat what I have done? Like, yeah, let's go. Some people I was talking to our cleaning lady, you know, she took the shot and now she's like, uh, and I, I talked to her and she says, you know, even her friends now that have taken the shot, everyone's become skeptical now so people who have taken it they won't take anymore yeah um and so we've got three and a half minutes left you know any other thoughts on the way uh forward and and, you know mexico i I, i'm a big fan of mexico because i came here 2010 so way past uh way, way before all of this movement of you know escaping to uh mexico but i just find so much more freedom it's a lower cost of living the weather is great the people are more authentic and and, and family oriented and uh, i just i've met so many canadians fleeing um canada they they continue to come down and so uh, you know a- any other thoughts in the three minutes we have uh left yeah i think that it, it what, we, the, what we did was uh, at the time quite brave i think i'm quite proud of us it wasn't easy to move two companies to another country but the mexicans are amazing they are so accommodating and mexico does have rules but they, they push this agenda of fear that mexico is so unsafe so unsafe I've never felt unsafe one time since I moved down here. I felt more unsafe in Canada. Not to say that there are not, you know, there's unsafe areas, but understand the rules of Mexico, follow them and you'll be fine. There's so much amazing food down here to enjoy that's not poisoned. The communities down here, the way that they value the nuclear family here, it's beautiful. They're actually working with each other and they care so much about each other. Um, And I'm really, really uh, just, just so grateful to be down here and part of the communities here. Yeah. What I'd like to say is, uh, you know, people out there, if you're if you're feeling if you know you've woken up, you understand what's going on, you see all these things happening in the world, and and you're getting the idea. Maybe you don't know exactly what's going on, but you get you're getting the feeling, you're getting the idea, you're seeing things going on. You're not alone. You are not isolated. There's there's a lot of us out there, and one of the best places to uh, you know network, make friends, learn new things, greater reset. We're gonna yeah. see you there. And come down if you if you're like, how do I make a living down here? How do I do this? We have so much work down here. We are training healers. We are training live blood analysts. Uh, there, we're at this place where the next, you know, the next ten years, we have the majority of the population is aging out. It's terrible. They're getting sicker. They're vaccinated. I am so busy, <laughs> and so we're trying to train an army of people to do what we do because the people fly around, like I said, all over the world to see us. They fly us to see them as well. And it, I am never not. <laughs> you should you should see my love my book, um, and it's it's fairly inexpensive. Um, and we need an army of healers now more yes. than any I mean, time in history it, before. As, as bad as the COVID-1984 has been, as you mentioned, it actually does present an opportunity because now mm-hmm. it's been unveiled mm-hmm. that the uh, you know archaic healthcare system is not necessarily as ethical as it uh, appears to be. Yeah. And thank you so much for what you do. Um, the alternative news at networks, you guys, are, you guys are the reason that we're able to have these conversations. The pushback from you guys, from people like you, has changed the world. Yeah. Well, all of us, we're we're trying our our darndest to fight this tyranny um, and evil. Uh, and and I look forward to meeting both of you in in, in person in a couple of weeks. And um, again, tell us the best places um, to to find you, follow you, projects, uh, and all that. 
Um, www.ihealthcollective.com is our website. There's a ton of information and education on there. Sean has done an amazing job of curating that. We are on Rumble. We're on YouTube. Um, we're on Telegram. Yeah, um, we're on we're on every major social yeah, media Facebook. platform. Yeah. It's uh, the at symbol, I Heal Collective. Just type that yeah. and you'll find us. Yeah. All right. Great, great guest. So much information. I've got so many more questions, but uh, you, you'll, I guess you're the we'll first you speaker. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you'll, you'll do great, I'm sure, as the Thank first you. speaker <laughs> at, at Greater Reset. Uh, and so uh, see you there. I'll be right back after this break. <laughs> 